Welcome to the Next Level Mamas podcast. I'm here to help encourage and empower you to create a life you love as you head toward your own next level. Let's go. Hey guys, welcome back to Next Level Mamas podcast. I'm just going to say I'm excited to have now completed 25 podcast episodes. This is definitely toward fulfilling my goal of one every week this year. I started last year, Marty at 25, consistent in a row. You could say that I am on a streak with this one. And this got me thinking of how much I love a good streak. Have you ever kept up with a streak in any way? If you have, this episode is for you. I think of all the streaks I've done. But if you're looking for perfection, I totally suck at this. My streaks are sketchy at best, or at least that's what they seem on first glance. I will set a goal and have a streak at first, man. I'm on fire when I start off, start going strong, and then I miss a day, and then I go again. And that just continues over and over I hope this sounds familiar to someone out there. Now, if I look at a calendar where I've actually tracked my starts and stops, it looks like utter failure for sure. If I'm going for a streak, I start, I stop, it looks like failure. Like a calendar riddled with bullet holes of failure. And I know it sounds dramatic, but I can be dramatic at times. Have you actually looked at those calendars with the holes though, and actually tallied your percentage? Like what is your percentage of success? I'm going to give an example in case I have lost you. First of all, a streak is when you say you will do something every day. A streak speaks to that perfectionist inside of you who wants to do it all just right. It's not like I'm not able to get a good streak going. I can do that in some cases for quite a while, a long while in some cases. In other cases, it's only a short while. Now, I currently have a few good streaks going. This podcast is one of them. My Running a mile every day this year that I always talk about. That one is another one that's going well on tar- on target. Now, now that I've talked about my two successful streaks, we've got those out of the way. Let's expose my lack of success because believe it or not, I have a lack of success. I have a goal to make my bed every day. And I think of streaks also in when you're trying to formulate new habits. You want a habit that you do every day to get a streak going and building that habit. That's just what I use streaks for. My Obviously, my streak of brushing my teeth every day, like I don't fail. My streak of going to the gym, I, I show up there. It's no longer really something that I keep track of a streak. I don't have a toothbrush chart like I did when my kids were five years old with stickers on it. I don't have that. I have charts and stickers and goals of streaks for things I'm trying to build on. That's what we use streaks for. But one of mine for the longest time, I just was an adult who didn't make her bed. It was really embarrassing. Now I have a goal to make my bed every day and I can keep that streak going for a long time. 
I'll even make my bed just an hour or less before I'm going to crawl into it just so it does count. I mean, it still counts. This is only though Monday through Friday. If there's someone still in my bed when I leave the house and I'm gone to work all day, it's not on me. It does not count as a failure. However, there are some days and occasions, and maybe you can relate, where I'm feeling extremely just blah, and I totally rebel. I deliberately walk by it. I look at it, and I'm like, nope. I, I refuse to make it. I actually break the streak on purpose for that one. It sounds ridiculous now that I say it out loud. It's just every once in a while, you just want to be the little rebel, and that's okay. Let's talk about the one that actually bothers me. And I've talked about this before. I have that goal of getting out of the bed the first time my alarm goes off. Now, I decide the night before and I get to pre-select what time I'm going to get up. And it doesn't have to be the same time every day. I decide the night before my alarm goes off at that time and I get up. That's that's my goal that I would like to get a streak for. And I've had streaks off and on riddled with bullet hole starts and stops. Now, I made out a calendar in the month of March last month. So I could actually literally place stickers on it to track to see like what was going on. This is the calendar that I was specifically talking about where I would I would look at it and it would look to the untrained eye to be riddled with bullet holes those blank spots where I didn't follow through, there was no sticker. But on second glance, I can actually look at it and count six days in a row, miss one, two days in a row, miss two, five days in a row, miss two. Then the last three days in a row, I actually did it. Now, if that doesn't sound sketchy, I don't know what does. At first glance, it looks like I am never going to make it. But in the end, when I added it up, I only missed eight days, which means I got 23 perfect. That's 74% almost, which is not perfect, but it's actually pretty awesome. This means those days where I had serious trouble sleeping the night before and I decided to sleep longer were actually executive decisions for my own well-being and for the well-being of those around me, probably. I did it for me. When I analyze it thoroughly, I actually never missed a workout. I was still awake by 5 or 6.30 at the latest. I still did my run every day. There are so many wins when I actually analyze the data. Now, I would like to say that during the month, the entire time, I felt like I really did feel like I'm never going to get this. But those first six days, they were perfect streak. And that brings me to what I was thinking about for today's actual topic of how do we bounce back the next day, the day after the total streak break. I would like to say that I wasn't even upset, that I totally supported myself in the best way and I cheered myself on, but I know that I was disappointed. Now, knowing what I know, my emotions come from my thoughts and I could pinpoint my thoughts to be somewhere in the range of I can't do anything right, or I failed again. That is what gave me the disappointment. Feeling the disappointment probably made me, it's gonna, I'm gonna take my actions out of my emotions. So feeling the disappointment made me probably shame myself just a smidge. 
I might have even, I might have even brought up the old drill sergeant, like, let's go, we can do this. You got to do this because I actually did the next two days before I broke it again. I went through this all through March and not until partway through April did I actually look at the success I had made, the 75% success. When I look at how I'm doing with the new perspective, then I begin to wonder like, how can I bring that up to 80%? I actually had on a side note, an experiment going last month, which a new, with a new alarm clock, which utterly failed. Now, it just didn't work as expected, really. I'll tell you about this alarm situation. I've tried all kinds of things with my phone. I'm trying to solve this issue. My phone as an alarm, I've used that, and it's just a no. I just turn it off. At least in this current phase of life, that's where I am. I have seen these ads, though, for alarms, and you might have seen them, too, and it sounds beautiful. Like it wakes you up slowly with natural sunlight, and your alarm goes off. Now, when I looked them up, they were over $100. Some of them are over $220, and I knew my husband would have a fit if I whipped out and bought $225 alarm clock. So I ended up buying a cheaper one, and it cost somewhere in the mid-20s. I don't know why, but honestly, it just didn't work. I think it just started shining at the same time as the bird chirping or waterfall sound. It just did not work. I just turned the stupid thing off, honestly. Now, I'm an Amazon return queen, so I just returned it. But I decided to try one more time because I thought there's so many of these to choose from. Maybe one of them will work better than the other. Maybe I just picked one that didn't work for me. Maybe the next one will be better. I decided to try one more time, still looking past that $170 one that promised to be life-changing. I chose another one from a different company. Now, this alarm, it's, it does slowly bring up the light over about 30 minutes before the birds begin chirping. It actually works pretty well. It's called the, this is a long name, Windshine Touch wake up nightlight with sunrise stimulation alarm clock. It's quite a title. Now it works as a nighttime wind down. Also, it can have the light that fades and a sound machine as you're going to sleep. It works like that and it also works for an alarm clock. I only use it for the alarm clock part because my husband's like, turn that stupid thing off. I would love to fall asleep to rain sound, but he's not there yet. We'll work on it. But he is allowing me to use the sunshine coming on one. It cost me around $30, I think, from Amazon. It actually works. The light begins to come on about 30 minutes before you want to wake up. And when it reaches its full brightness at the time that you set, the birds start chirping lightly. Now, I chose birds because I thought it would be like, I'm camping outside and and the light, the sun is coming up and the birds are waking up. So there's lots of, I think there's several different sounds to choose from. I chose birds chirping and I do love it. And you can also do the volume. So I have mine turned down because I wake up really, I'm, it is easy to wake me up. Trust me. I hear just a little bit of chirp for like 10, 15 seconds and I'll lay there and listen to the chirping a little while longer. And I see the light lit up. Am I perfect? No, but when that alarm goes off, it's very customizable. 
I set the time the night before. Then I actually, I turn my phone alarm to be like five minutes later. And that's in my bathroom on a charter. So it's not by my bed. If it's by my bed, I'll, I'll still snooze. Like I know myself, but I have to get up and go to the restroom to turn that other phone off, the second alarm. And I almost always decide to stay up. I'm not perfect, but here's the deal. I haven't been counting a streak because I thought last month was such a failure that I gave up. I didn't even make a calendar to visually see my progress. I'm not even tracking it. Each time I had a break in my streak, the problem was that I didn't have a plan of what to do the day after, the day after the streak break. It really wasn't until last week that I actually analyzed to see that my calendar with all the holes was not an utter failure. Like I thought it was a failure, and when I actually analyzed it, I had thought I was maybe 50%. I was actually 75%. This motivated me to now see what I can do to get 80% for June, or actually for May. I'm going to work on May first before June. Now, it would only have to be, I calculated, 25 days out of the 31 in June means I could actually, I could fail on six days. I could sleep in extra if I needed to. I'm not going to, I'm not going to give up. That's what I'm going to say. I am going to now make a new chart so that I can see my progress. You never know until you make out that chart and actually have it in front of you. Because when it was in my head, I thought, total failure. Every time I broke the streak, I was like, well, still can't do it. Still can't do it. Go two more days. Nope. Failed again. All I could see was my failure. And if I don't have the chart with the drawn, I just hand draw out a calendar. You can print out a calendar. If I don't have that chart, then I can't see, hey, you're actually making progress. How can you get to the 80%? My plan is to focus on what happens the day the streak breaks. When my brain wants to go to, I'm never going to get this right, I need a plan. I will redirect it with some purposeful questions. Remember your battle battle box from last week's episode? I want to say battle bots, which it's not that. My battle box from last week's episode. I'm going to first start out with asking some good questions, your purposeful questions. What is really going on? What really happened? Because there's all the drama of, I'm never going to get this right. But what's really getting on? What are the facts? Did I wake up at 1.30 a.m. trying to solve all the world's problems in my brain until 3.30 a.m. when I finally went back to sleep? Yes, multiple times. Was I in a lot of pain maybe for my workouts or all my running that I didn't rest well? Did I maybe have caffeine too late in the day? That's a thing for me. All those things happen for me on the regular. Now, if I can stop and ask the facts, then I can ask, okay, how can I support myself better in this goal? How could I make this easier to get success? Then I'll let my brain go to answer that question. And I thought about this when I asked myself this, coming up with this whole plan for this podcast, I thought, I'm going to let my brain answer this question. And I came up with some things. My brain said, maybe it might be a good idea to use that cream that you have for sore muscles before going to bed. 
I usually know I'm pretty sore. Like I'm dragging into bed. My hips are tight. Like things are tight and I'm sore depending on if I had a leg day and how hard I ran. I'll feel it before I go to bed. I could actually use my handy dandy cream that really does work before I go to bed. That might help me. I could start a little more stretching after my workouts. Like I really need to stop and stretch after I do my run. And I have not been doing that. That's something that my brain came up with that I could do. I actually have a hot tub out back and I could use my hot tub in the evenings. Not every night. It doesn't have to be an all or nothing deal, but I could use it. It is there. I could come up with all kinds of things. I can set an alarm maybe at two in the afternoon, like it's caffeine cutoff time. Whatever you're drinking, put it aside, stop the caffeine, because that's something that really does affect my sleep. And I know it. Another thing I can do, I could just, I could have some compassion for my brain trying to solve all the problems of the world. And I could maybe decide in advance a plan of what to do. This happens at least two times a month. I believe it's maybe a combination of several of the things that I mentioned. It's like the caffeine may exacerbate my brain just going and going, going. It's even some overthinking about situations in which I need to just make a plan or decision and move on. I know I'm not alone in this because I hear from all of you about waking up in the middle of the night and not being able to go to sleep and your brain going. What about my other purposeful questions I have. One I think is good with this situation is that, can I just do this one thing? Can I just wake up for 10 minutes, go get my coffee, and then if I think it's still a good idea, I can crawl into bed. That's an option. Can I just get up? Or can I just wake up and plan a nap later? Or for my case, I'm literally only bargaining for like 45 minutes to an hour of sleep that I can possibly set an alarm to sleep in. It's not like I can have three more hours. The last one I have thought about was if I wasn't sitting around thinking this was so impossible, what would I do? For this, I have thought about a few strategic things and something I've come up with is simply planning in advance, maybe a later wake up time in the first place. This is particularly for my Monday morning. Monday morning is my rough spot. I made it two out of the four Monday mornings, so I should be celebrating that because Monday morning is characteristically my spot where I want to sleep in. Now, why is that? Well, have a little compassion. I worked long days on Saturday and Sunday at the hospital. And then on Monday morning, I actually don't have to be at the gym for an appointment until 9 30. That's my latest morning. It's Monday mornings. The other mornings I have to be there at 6 30 or 5 30. That's why I don't really have a lot of extra time to sleep. I'm only bargaining for like 30, 45 minutes. But 9 30, and I if I set it up at 4 30, it's like I want to get up at 4 30. I really do. I think of like plenty of hours all to myself to get my week started right. It sounds so beautifully. Five hours before I even had to leave my house to go to the gym. In the perfect world, that would just be so beautiful. I have settled for, though, just simply deciding that 6.30 is more reasonable right now. And it's 
actually, it's my one day that I can sleep in that late. So maybe I should just do that for myself. Now, it still gives me three-hour window, and it's a beautiful morning still. Deciding that, I know I can do it. Then after a couple months of consistency, because I just recently changed that, I could always go for 6.15 from 6.30, not all the way to 4.30. See how I don't, don't want to go for all perfection. 4.30 would be perfect. 6.30 or 6.15 is next best thing, and I can smile at that. When I sit with my break in my streak and I ask questions to analyze what's really going on, I'm more apt to get back on my streak rather than just say, forget it, I'm never going to figure it out. Now, I don't think perfectionist is a flaw of any sort, trying to go for perfection. Why? The things I do still really, they're just for me. They're not for anyone else. I feel like for me, perfectionism is born into me. I believe that I'm created in the image of God and he's perfect. Therefore, I always have this innate drive for perfection. It's the goal after all, but it's also the goal that cannot be reached. And I know that. Therefore, I don't need to give up hope when I'm not perfect. I don't need to expect to be perfect in anything. But at times, I will get that glimpse of perfection. This comes to mind when I think of streaks. My overall goal is to shoot for perfection, knowing full well my humanness and my inability to ever be perfect. That allows me to leave out all of the shaming and all of the self-ridicule. Here's where I can put my next foot forward and still aim for the right direction toward my next level. Now for the bonus PDF content for this podcast episode, go to my website, www.nextlevelmamas.com forward slash podcast. If you need help developing a routine of self-compassion as you head toward your next level, reach out to me on social media or on my website. It's nextlevelmamas.com forward slash create your life. We can set up a time to talk one-on-one because I believe we can do anything together. I'll see you all next week. Thank you for listening to this episode of Next Level Mamas, where we are out to win the level we are in and move into our own next level. For more information on coaching with me, please visit nextlevelmamas.com forward slash create your life. See you next week.